Long live the king. Long live the king. Long live the king. Long live the king. Hey, and welcome to the Takeaway Podcast. I am Tanner Treffin, joined by Pastor Joey Rumble, and we're breaking down Elder Craig Yoho's message, Lessons from David. Yeah, what a great message. Yeah, man. I, I just, I got a page full of notes, man. Just, yeah, me too. Wow. So, so thick, so rich. Great job, Craig. It was awesome. Thank you. And, yeah, uh, great job. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing, good. doing well. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Here. Yeah. So first, he, he, he introed it with that story. Man, that's such a powerful story of his dad at the skater rink. Um, this big dude is bullying him, pushing yeah. him down. And uh, he points out that a lesson he learned is sometimes a loving father will allow your child to go through suffering to build character. And he allowed his kid, to, Craig, to suffer for a little bit. But it came to a point where the kid pushed him one too many times and big daddy, dad of Craig, came out there and wailed him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he pointed out that a loving dad also will maintain limits. Yeah, I thank God for that. And yeah. so break when we're being broken, that's so helpful. But knowing that God lifts you up and sets the limits, that's big. And I, for me, I was sitting there, Hot Wheels roller skating rink. When me and Craig are the same age, uh, practically. And so I'm thinking, I knew a Galaxy roller rink over there off of Ashley Phosphate and Stardust off of Rivers Avenue. I never heard of no Hot Wheels roller skating rink, but... You missed the popular uh, I get, joint. I, I didn't grow up in Somerville, so. <laughs> uh, for me growing up, we had a roller skate rink, and um, my favorite is they would do Limbo, where they held a, a Yeah, a Limbo, there, that and, was fun. And they would play Who Let the Dogs Out, and like, who, 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 who. Who <laughs> Let the Dogs uh, Out, yeah. I, I enjoyed Limbo, that was cool. Cool. So uh, lesson one was uh, trust God's timing, and he pointed out that God is never late, but he's also never early. Oh, Wow. He stole that from Gandalf, I think. <laughs> but that's very true. Though. You know, I started, as he was saying, I was like, well, sometimes he's early. Well, in God's timing, he's never early, and, and, and you feel like he's late. So, uh, yeah, let me tell you, teenagers always feel like God's late in the dating area. You know? uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely one to wrestle with. Uh, trust God's timing over your own, for Amen. sure. Amen. And, and, uh, that, that was just real solid. It's, it's a huge piece for us as Christ followers to continue to grow in that. Because that contrast of Saul and David, that was, that was so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. Lesson two, be careful of your motives. Yeah. Um, that one's big because we can just deceive ourselves. Yeah. We can think we're doing the right thing just like Saul. And you pointed out today um, that he justified, he blamed... He, pushed off the blame and different things like that where we deceive ourselves yeah and and starting to ask yourself is this about god or is this about me and, and you know am i trying to exalt the savior or am i trying to exalt me and so that's always a important piece to keep in check Yeah, i think that's a big one for community um that be careful your motives you can deceive yourself and so we need people in our life and how important being in small groups is and stuff mm -hmm. like yeah yeah and uh, disobedient heart that th these are things you got to be out uh, watch out for a disobedient heart unwillingness to expect, accept responsibility and pride that those really stood out to me that's good good ones lesson three true obedience is whole obedience yeah and that, that reminded me of the awe of god uh when we read that uh with john bevere uh, such a strong point about uh, we need to be completely obedient and apart man this is one of my biggest takeaways because I, I wrote it down. He said Saul, he was deflecting when, when he was called out uh, about this, 
by Samuel, uh, he was deflecting and he was justifying where he was deflecting it on the others and he was justifying his actions. And I think a lot of times is, and I'm sure if I look at my own life as well, I was thinking about relating with people who uh, are in a situation where they're not willing to change. They tend to deflect and justify. And so, what? and I haven't dug into this yet, but I'm going to need to. I was thinking about it as I'm helping someone else strive to be obedient. What they do, they tend to deflect and justify. But I bet I do that in my own life as well. When I'm wanting to uh, uh, not change, I'll tend to justify my behavior or deflect it where I'm, uh, you know, blaming someone else or it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but... So I, I guess it's just uh, the takeaway then would be like, am I really owning it or am I just, am I deflecting it? Yeah. Yeah. Am I owning it? Am I trying to justify my actions or change? Hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. And with, you mentioned with all God, the obeying immediately is huge there. Don't put it off and obey all the way and obey even when it hurts or some mm. of the ones that come to mind. And, and this was, this is a good one to me that true obedience is a whole obedience. So you can't half-heartedly obey or even say, God, I did most of it. That's not obedience. Obedience is obeying everything he told yeah, you to do. It's big. Lesson four, um, we must see, admit our sin before we can repent and be healed of our sin. And I think that, that leads into what we were just talking about. You can't be healed and, and really change to repent um, if we're not, if we're deflecting it, when we're blinding ourselves to our own problems. Yeah, and I think, and going back to earlier in his message where he shared about brokenness is not a bad thing, and that when we learn, as we're being broken, that's one of the most important things that sustains you, is you have this brokenness where you, you're walking in humility and... Uh, learning to admit and see your sin. The other point that Saul looked impressive. He was really tall. And so he was and a pre- Yeah, so he was a big dude, but he was um his character was not. And so it was just another reminder and we're about to move into that that get, uh, lesson 5 God's criteria is not man's criteria that um we need to have big character and when we're helping make decisions on other people uh, how strong is their character? Yeah. Not how they look outside, outwardly, but what's their character like? Yeah, it reminds me of going back to big man on campus with uh-huh. Samson. Uh, you know, he was big, big dude, big muscles, but his his character was weak uh, and, and gave up. And and so, I think that's as leaders, as employees, as as bosses, as you're trying to pick who to bring on your team, to who you should date, all that that you want to look not just at the outward appearance, but look like a God does on the heart, on their character, and what's really on the inside. Yeah, it's huge, and and and, and our character is shaped. Like we have Freedom Conference, uh, November 10th and 11th, and that's all about healing uh, wounds and and being set free in big areas and small areas to help with our character formation because sometimes. It's tough to shape your character when you've been hit so hard, so wounded, that you got to get Egypt out of you. You got to get some of those wiggles in your character that are, are woundedness. And you're wanting to change. You just don't know how to change because of trauma and some things that have happened in the past. So I'm excited about uh, the Freedom Conference coming up um, uh, to help us with our character. But also, um, tell us about youth right now. What's happening in student ministry? 
Yeah, we were real excited. On Sunday mornings, we've been going through a doctrine series, and we just started the doctrine of God. And we're going to talk about God's incommunicable characters as attributes of like his omnipotence, his omnipresence, his all-knowingness, all, all these different things, and help the students to be like, wow, God is so big and so awesome. So we got services 9, 30, and 11 for the 5th through 8th graders. Um, so we're really excited there, as well as Wednesday night at 6 o'clock for 5th through 12th. And then we got a winter retreat that we just announced um, coming up here in January, so we're excited. You can sign up online for that. Great. It's, I'm so pumped up about what's happening in student ministry. Uh, Oftentimes now we're having uh, students show up in next steps, which is so cool. It's uh, because they're being raised up to lead and yeah, watching lots of st- students serving. You know, Praise God! Yeah, we're raising up leaders that aren't uh, students that aren't a bunch of spectators, but they're really. Uh, active participators in building the kingdom. So that's so exciting. And this actually ties into something Craig talked about that I thought was really cool. I never really thought about it before, but there were so many perks of God working behind the scenes to make David who should have been killed for being recognized as like an inserper trying to be the next king. But he's brought into the the most honorable position as a young man of Saul's armor bearer. And from there, he got to see the inner workings of of the king and and how that the court and how that all worked. And he he grew in a lot of wisdom just being in that scenario. So that's just really cool. Oh, and shout out to Craig as he brought that insight out. I've read David and Saul and all this a, a gazillion times, and I never tied that in that when David was playing the harp or the armor bearer, God was giving David also an inside view into how to lead or not lead a country. And I was like, oh, I had always missed that in the life of David. And so sometimes God has you serving in a place where you start to learn and and say, oh, I won't do it that way, or, oh, I need to replicate that and do it just like that. And I think this ties in with the serving, because when we allow the teenagers to start jumping in and serving now, it gives them wisdom and insight of being a leader now instead yeah. of waiting till later. And that's they've shown, studies show that one of the most important ways for teenagers after they graduate to stay, serve, stay involved in the church is are they serving before they graduate? So you're na- y'all are nailing it there. So because I wasn't preaching Sunday, I got to pop into the kids' ministry and the student ministry. And also I was helping lead Next Steps this week. We're uh, watching you know, the young people serve. That was huge. That was awesome. Uh, and so we get into the last lesson, which I think is a one that resonated with a lot of people this past Sunday, was Lesson 6, Embrace All Seasons, Great and Difficult. Yeah. And one thing that stood out to me that he talked about, he feels like the difference, at least one of the huge differences between Saul and David is the seven to ten years of where David is running in the wilderness, going through extreme amounts of suffering and rejection and betrayal. Um, it's really building his humility and faith in God um, and building his character so he can handle the power of, of being a king. Oh, it's huge. Uh, a lady years ago gave me a book uh, called The Silent Years. And it was all about those years of uh, foundations going down. And it's huge. Uh, it, it's so huge about roots. And, and it, uh, so it, that's why you got to embrace the, 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 the difficult seasons and the great seasons. But also I would call it the seasons that aren't, that just seem like, what am I doing with my life right now? Like nothing, it's not like things are horrible but I'm not where I want to be. That season is is also a season of learning. So I, you know, embrace the gr- the great seasons, the difficult seasons, and maybe the silent seasons where no one notices or 
mm-hmm. quiet seasons. And I think in those seasons, it's, the big point is to continue to be faithful and do what God's calling you to do and be obedient even when it hurts and you're suffering. And it reminds me of going back to the Ruth and Naomi messages, not going to Moab, but staying in the house of bread and staying yes. obedient to God. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So good. Uh, happy, f- wanted to give a shout out for happy fall y'all video, Jeff Heath, great job. But not only Jeff doing the video, everything that took place on that day was a big win. But if you love the video, you can go back and watch it online. So. Yeah, so you can watch it on Facebook and uh, if, feel free to share it as well and let people see it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so my takeaway was for me to continue and even more so obey God completely, not half-heartedly, but do all that he tells me to. Yeah, and for mine, it's to embrace every season, difficult and great seasons, as well as the reflecting, justifying that when I had wrote that Saul was, what Craig had shared, Saul was deflecting, he was justifying. Really pay attention to that in my own heart and Man, that, so that's my takeaway. I also forgot to mention in Next Steps yesterday, we had a couple people that didn't even own a Bible that we were able to give out Bibles uh, to people that don't didn't have a Bible. And we had 18 people in Next Steps uh, Sunday uh, really discovering their purpose and starting to discover the gifts. It was exciting. That's awesome. That's yeah. the whole church. Thank you so much for being here and, and serving and praying because God's moving. It's so exciting. Amen. So church, what's your takeaway? What's God telling you to do? Let's be obedient and obey wholeheartedly and follow him and walk in our takeaway this week. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you guys. God bless you.